Today's special edition of the 30A Show is brought to you by 38cottages.com and La Dolce Vita, LDV30A.com. More than anything else, you know, we need to be together. You know, I've been to other communities, you know, riding around and stuff, and I see everybody is pitching in, coming together to help each other and stuff like that. And that's what we need here. If you need help and I can help you, I should be trying to help you. You know, if I need help and you can help me, you should be trying to help me. You know, we're trying to see what we can do for each other. You know, that's, where, you know, that's where it should be. Tell them how much help this area needs. It needs a lot. A lot. Not just from outside, but from inside. Inside we need to help too. If we help each other, then it helps the community to be that much stronger as a community. One thing about storms, storms are not prejudice. They don't care if you're rich, old, black, white, it makes no difference. We're coming through, it's gonna do its damage and keep on trucking, but then the survivors got to survive. Thanks to Michael from Millville, Florida for talking with us during our most recent trip to Panama City. It's Corey, and this is the 30A Show, Hurricane Michael Recovery Edition. We are just over two weeks from the storm slamming the Panama City beach area, so we wanted to take a moment to reflect on what we've seen since the storm has passed, things we are doing to help, and what we're going to do in the weeks and months to come to be part of the recovery efforts for our neighbors to the east. Today's guest, we have Chad Zibelman, the CEO of the Sonder Project, Joanne Roboto, Chief Operations Officer at the 38 Company, Megan Lyons, Director of Sales for our retail division, and so much more. We're happy to bring this show to you about Hurricane Michael recovery and how we've seen things to this point and how things are going and where we need to take it. Um, Chad, could you kind of give me a little insight on what you've seen across the affected areas since the hurricane hit just over two weeks ago? Sure. Uh, Thank you for the opportunity. Glad to be able to speak and share our experience and what we're doing. Um, I mean, what I've seen is is devastation. Uh, There is everywhere you look. uh, It's just it's it's overwhelming. The feeling that you that that you have when you go through the area. I've been to lots of parts of the world. um, And what and what you see there is is great need. And everywhere you look, there are trees that are down. There are buildings that have just been pummeled and destroyed. Um, And there are people who are incredibly resilient, though. Um, And within all those broken pieces, there there has been a silver lining, I think, um, of the people that have come together and have lent a hand. And what we're doing neighbor to neighbor, neighbor helping neighbor, has has been beautiful um and so there's yeah so much devastation that's that's seen but um just that day by day step by step of people helping each other has been really powerful joanne yeah agree you know i can tell you for me personally you know i i don't know a single friend or business associate that's not in some way doing something you know whether it's donating time, donating money, collecting supplies, running uh, supplies out to areas. Just the way that the 30A community has come together on this has really, really been amazing. You know, Chad says devastation. I can tell you we've taken teams of our our 30A employees in over and over again. I hear from them that once they get there, they just really, you can't comprehend it until you see it. You know, seeing pictures, that picture only captures that little glimpse of that particular house or that building that you're looking at you know when you are actually standing on a roof helping to put down tarps and you look for as far as your eye can see and all you see is devastation it really does bring it home you know we're happy to be helping Uh, I can tell you for me personally it helps me just as much 
to go in there and seeing people who said they never even knew who their neighbors were. Mm -hmm. And now they know their neighbors because together, you know, they're all trying to, you know, recover from this. So, um, you know, we're just doing what we can every day to go in. We had a great team in there yesterday and I never thought just putting six tarps on a house would be such a sense of accomplishment, but you know, that's what their goal was yesterday and we did it. And it, just makes me feel like at least we're making progress. I've seen a lot of progress. Uh, I've been down there since the day after the storm. I've been down probably five times. Uh, every day I see more and more progress. I'm sure Chad sees the same thing. So that is something that's really encouraging is the community's just coming together. And That's right. And Megan can attest to this. I think uh, as soon as the storm passed, everybody saw the leaning or fallen trees. And now we're seeing more trees that are in front of houses that have been taken care of. And to me, that's super progress because that lives get restored back behind those trees now and uh, we can make progress. Megan, tell me, you've been to several locations, so tell me about it. Chad and Joanne kind of hit both of those, but the pictures don't do it justice. Um, the, The picture only captures one view and when you're completely surrounded by all the devastation, it it really leaves you speechless. I think every team that we've brought in there, every time we cross over that bridge, it's immediate. Everyone just kind of gets quiet, starts reflecting, and you just kind of get to work. You put your head down and you get to work. And I think that it's been cool for me to see the different layers of relief because there's there's obviously the people that are going in and tarping the roofs and building, almost rebuilding these homes. But then there's also just loving on these people and just making people happy and kind of letting them forget just for a moment what they're going through and just kind of giving them a little sense of hope. So it's, it's been really cool to see the community get together and just offer all of those different levels of relief to those people in need. I agree. And sometimes we might reflect just on Panama City, which is our closest neighbor, but we have neighbors to the north, Mariana, Bluntstown. Uh, I, I did the drive and went over and worked in the Port St. Joe and Mexico Beach area, and it, it was very eye-opening to drive from Freeport and get above where the storm hit on Lynn Haven, and then you don't see a tree that's not snapped until you get to the coastline again, and that is a long way. It is a 40- to 70-mile drive of nothing but snapped trees, so we're talking about an area that's extremely affected, and while some areas might be getting on their feet, we know that there's places that are not even touched yet or have really been helped. So tell me about the Saunder Project a little bit, Chad, and how this is like kind of helping us stay focused and hit certain areas. Absolutely. The Saunder Project was founded in 2014. It was founded by three local organizations, 30A, 360 Blue, and YOLO Board. Uh, and our mission is to strengthen communities and, and we, we have an international program that does a lot of work, and right now we're focusing specifically in Burkina Faso in West Africa, uh, and we never really thought that th- that need would, would fall right in our own backyard, um, and, and clearly it has. And so um, we, we've mobilized because our mission is to strengthen communities that we know we needed to strengthen in our own community and look to our neighbors in the east. So we had... Uh, volunteers on the ground Thursday immediately after the storm um, they were out there assessing the area and at that time there was there was nobody else out there the, the national groups were still mobilizing they weren't there the storm was still going through and and roads were blocked people were trapped in their homes 
and and we knew that we, we need to keep going back. And so what began is just this kind of organic thing where people wanted to go and help, have gotten together and organized. And every day we've been sending volunteers and we've done everything from uh, collecting supplies and distributing it to what Joanne was talking about here. And they were out yesterday with us um, tarping roofs. Uh, and we have a team out there today who set up a big barbecue uh, station in Daffin Park, which we have really begun to focus our efforts specifically in the Millville and Springfield area. We've, we're in touch with local and emergency management officials um, who, who've helped to focus us in on that zone. And we continue to do that work. We, we're, we're seeing our, the needs shift, and then they kind of shift every day, but we're seeing them shift now from a place where before it was about uh, relief and emergency response and, and supplies. Now supplies are everywhere, and uh, people are talking about, well, how are we going to you know, move on from this? The, the storm has passed. It's time to rebuild, and the Sonder Project wants to support that recovery effort. And so we're, we're moving away from collecting supplies, and we're moving into to supporting recovery. Let's, let's stay on that topic. Um, the affected areas are going to be affected for a long time. This is not going to be a, hey, we're going to fix it in two months. This is going to go on for a long, long time. What do you recommend that people do? There's, that's the number one question. How can I help? Mm -hmm. Uh, Physically. Let's talk physically first. Uh, Well, number one, people do need to be patient. Uh, Everybody wants to help, and that's wonderful, and we want to provide as much help as we can get, but um, we also need to be smart and strategic and make sure that we are efficient with the support that we provide. So uh, we have a volunteer form people can fill out on our website at the sonderproject.org, and I encourage if people are interested, they can do that. What we really need right now are skilled laborers, uh, people who know how to tarp a roof, know uh, electrical contractors, licensed contractors, because, you know, we, we want to make sure we set people up for success in the long run. Um, and, and that requires real skilled labor. So um, other than that, the greatest thing that you can do right now is make a donation. Right. Um, because the situation is so fluid and the needs are changing all the time, uh, it's best for us to be able to make decisions of where to purchase, what is needed to be purchased, because we're in touch with folks on the ground and are being directed on, on the, what the needs are. When we end up with supplies, they're wonderful and they've been very useful. Uh, but as those things shift, now it's really important that we continue to evolve and we can do that best when we have uh, financial support. Yeah, and to that point on the financial support, you know, it's better if we can pool money. You know, we found that with tarps, for example, in the beginning, people were just going out and buying tarps and they were spending $60, $70 for a tarp that we could pool money by wholesale for half of that price. So, you know, I know most of the time people do want to go out and they feel like they want to actually buy that supply themselves and give it. But really the money when pooled as a group with Sonder, we can do so much more with that money. So your $10 really becomes $20 when we can use it to that effect. But as far as, um, you know, help, I mean, I would challenge any electrical contractors that want to donate their time. Uh, Yesterday, we found that to really be the case. You know, the electricity is back in the area, but they cannot get it into their homes because it's deemed unstable by the power company. And there's such small fixes if an electrician could spend some of these jobs I saw. I'm no by no means electrician, but it looked like a very easy fix. 20 minutes of electrician knowing what they're doing can get power back to these people and put light back in their lives. Um, And I think that's really important. So if you know any electrical contractors that want to get out and help with the crews, we certainly could use skilled labor. Um, 
um, that's going to be the key for long-term recovery for these people. Now, let's talk about how we're rolling over there. We've done it a couple times, and I've taken a convoy over to Port St. Joe. Fill the cars up with people. Mm-hmm. Don't take two people in a car. The road to get into Panama City took us two and a half hours to get to Millville, which normally would be less than an hour yeah. uh, on a good day. But two and a half hours to get over there. The amount of cars that are driving around Panama City right now, uh, Panama City is so cluttered with people driving just to get there and the Hathaway Bridge can't take it. So what, what do you guys do to coordinate uh, the crew aspect and taking crews over there? As we're doing crews every day, we, we mobilize at, at a single location. We've been meeting at 360 Blues all offices and that helps us to kind of carpool and stay focused so we can all be together and so we're not just going in shifts because you know when you have all those cars in there you're getting in the way of people who live in Panama City who are trying to get back to their homes who are trying to get and fix up their own homes if they have those capabilities and so you know the less traffic we can create you know you're also supporting the community that way. And there is a safety aspect of being with a crew that's been over there many times they kind of know that hey let's let's be uh, aware in this area and absolutely you look out for each other if you're going by yourself and you're walking around by yourself, it, it could be a point where something could get in your face. It's a little scary. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would discourage anybody who, who wants to do good to just go over there and volunteer on their own. I would I would be part of a, a group that is organized, that has con- contacts on the ground and and has relationships that they can rely on uh, to make sure we're doing um, the, the most important work we can and that everybody stays safe. The corporate challenge was kind of issued by some friends of ours. Joanne, you want to go over the corporate challenge? Sure. We've had a lot of local companies and actually some national companies that have stepped up and said, what can I do? And it started with uh, Brian Kelly uh, from Florida Georgia Line. He put out a $5,000 challenge to all of his friends. And hey, you up there in Nashville, uh, we know a lot of you got houses down here. So uh, let's uh, answer the challenge. But we've had some local businesses uh, step up and put up $5,000 and they are challenging local businesses. And what we're going to do here at 30A for local or national businesses, if you put up $5,000, we will give you a shout out uh, in our social media uh, channel. I think uh, most of you are familiar with our large footprint in social media. We have over 1.2 million followers on Facebook. Uh, We have an amazing 30A tribe. They stepped up immediately when we did the Shore Up shirt. We were able to raise $134,000 through that limited edition shirt. And I am so sorry it is limited edition. We did it all at 100% of the proceeds. 100% of the sale of that shirt went to Sonder Project. So, um, you know, that was our contribution as well as as the uh, TDC here. But, you know, we wanted to continue that and local businesses have asked. So, you know, we put the challenge out to anybody. It doesn't have to be $5,000. That's kind of what Tribe Kelly threw out there. But any business that wants to step up and donate and match donations, you know, I think it'd be great if we get, you know, some different ideas going. We have a company in St. Louis that has done a um, jeans for a cause. They're doing every day that the employees want to wear jeans to work because it's a very suit oriented office. The employees can donate $5. A company matches that and they can wear jeans and that's all going to Sonder. So, you know, let's just get creative with some ways to uh, raise money and get the community involved. But, you know, we challenge anybody, local business, if you want to get involved, we'll definitely give you a shout out on Instagram and Facebook for doing it, for stepping up to the plate. So And chat let's let's speak on donations can you speak on donations on what is maybe more recommended right now absolutely uh, right now we have stopped accepting uh, supply donations uh, in terms of the, our space and capacity to hold those things we, we just don't have it right now so we are specifically focused on financial do- 
donations, I encourage you to visit our website at www.thesonderproject.org would be where you could find those, find the link to, to make a donation. You can follow along and see who, who's already donated and see the video of Brian Kelly. Uh, and that would definitely be the best way to contribute at this point. Um, and also manpower if they wanted to come yes. and, and go out with you guys. Manpower yes. is needed. It's still needed. So, Megan? Well, I was going to say also on um, Sonder Project's website, it's a they've done a really good job showing every day, kind of almost doing like a blog post of every day, like what, because every day is so different. You know, one day we are really focusing on handing out supplies and then the next day it's all about the tarping of the roofs and, and we're meeting these amazing people and meeting these personalities out there and just getting to know these people and getting to know their story and getting to know really what they're, what they're doing in their own community, but also what they appreciate from us has been really powerful. So Sonder Project's website's been really good at tracking that and kind of telling that story. Absolutely. And on the manpower, uh, you might get roll with a crew with Sonder 360 Blue 30A. We go out there. You might go for a specific thing and never even do it. You know, it, it is true. true. It's true. Yeah. You, you might, you might go for eight roofs, but you might feed 400 people. So just <laughs> be happy that you're helping. But manpower, if they want to come and be part of your crew, our crew, or just bring their own crew and team up with you guys. Uh, I will say this. The team over at 360 Blue and the Sonder Project make it really easy. If you have a truck, you can load that stuff up. They're going to give you all the stuff that they have. They'll hook a refrigeration truck up to your truck, and they'll help do that. And the crew is there to help you get on the move. You, the labor in that regard is pretty much handled by the team there. So uh, talk about maybe people coming in and working with you guys. Yeah, uh, we've had incredible support from 360 Blue and the maintenance team there. Uh, they've been up every morning to meet our volunteer groups. They've been in there every afternoon and, and evening to when the volunteer groups come back uh, to help clean up and organize supplies. So big shout out to the 360 Blue maintenance team and the, and the entire 360 Blue organization for what they've contributed um, but yeah, if you, if you have a fleet and you have a group that wants to come out and volunteer, um, definitely be in touch with us. You know, if not through the volunteer form, you can also email us at info at the Let us know who your group is, what you're looking to do. And we'll do the best that we can, uh, to, to put you in, put you in the right place to volunteer and to meet up with us. Uh, so I'd encourage you to reach out. Do good today, people. That's, that's all it is. You can volunteer your manpower, money. Or uh, call Chad. He'll find something for you to do. (laughs) Thank you, ladies. Appreciate you joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Corey. Thank you, Corey. Special thanks to 30A Cottages and La Dolce Vita Beach Service. Help us help our neighbors here on the Gulf Coast recover and share this podcast.